words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Please, if you would with me, Malachi chapter 3, I want to read from verse 14. Let's establish. The reason why God is calling for repentance now is because following a repentance people is going to be a strong separation. There is a separation coming. What you know as the body of Christ is about to be redefined. Certain things that you used to call the body of Christ is about to fall out of what heaven counts as the body. Ah. And what that means is not, it simply means that when heaven sits down to think about its agenda beyond here, there are certain things that bear the name of Jesus that will not be put into consideration within the context of heaven's agenda. And I pray that in that day, we will not be too self-righteous not to identify the things that God has walked away from. You know, sometimes you wish you were not the one preaching certain things, right? This is one of those messages. But you have said, it is vain to serve God and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. Almost every strain is bound to this. Yesterday, I showed you, uh, was he here? You know, I preached many messages this week. Hebrews 13. The Bible says, for it is a good thing that the heart be established not with meats, but with grace. Was he here? We spoke about it. Yeah. And I told you that most of the workings away from the truth of God came because our hearts were being established with meats, not with grace. And the Bible showed us that those whose hearts have gone after meat have not found profit in it. So you find out that if we have not arrived at understanding what is the reward of the quest. What's the reward of the quest? It was the Lord Jesus who taught us the law of reward in Matthew chapter 6. He said, if you pray publicly so that you can be seen of men and commended, then the moment you have been seen of men and commended, you have received your reward in full. It means that the law of reward is expectation. What I expect out of a spiritual activity, the moment that is delivered to me, God owes me nothing. So if I came into ministry to make wealth, the day I make wealth, I've received my reward in full. And God makes sure that I make the wealth on this side of eternity so that he doesn't owe me. Because the things that God plants in our hearts as his vision and purpose when he gives us assignment is far beyond this world. That's why Hebrews 13 went on to say, for here we have no continuing city. Listen to me. Will we be blessed here tremendously? We already are getting there. Are we going to be rich here? Yes. God is blessing us and increasing us daily. And yet these are the things that within the context of the kingdom, the Bible says will be added unto you. It means they in themselves must never become a pursuit because the day you find them, you have been paid in full. And many times because they are not in the central focal pursuits of God, you will have to walk away from God to fulfill that vision. If fame was what you were looking for, the day the world knows you, then you have received your reward in full. 
But if what you're looking for is kingdom come and will done on earth as it is in heaven, then you know that no physical satisfaction, no physical natural condition will bring you to the place where you are satisfied in your heart. Enough for heaven to say, that was a blessing I believe the Lord Jesus was speaking about when he said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I believe he wasn't speaking about the fact that your uncle died and you sat on the floor. That's not where that blessing is. It is that every time you looked at the state of the earth or the state of his church, a discomfort to restore the church to being the pillar and ground of truth and a discomfort to see the earth operate, the kingdom of God sits within you. That discomfort the Bible calls a blessing. And the Bible says they shall be comforted. I believe that there are two things that make for that comfort. Number one, a revelation of the pathway of God into birthing that thing you are discontent about. Yes. Number two, the knowledge that you are a participant together with God in birthing that day. Because the reason for the discomfort is because you have a place somewhere in God for birthing that day. And even if you don't get to live long enough to see the full manifestation of that day, you, your flesh will rest in hope knowing that the process began when you lifted up your eyes to God. Those are some of the things we leave behind for our children and our children's children. But blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, if you look at it from the standpoint of the law of reward, you find out that a generation gets up and says to themselves, it's vain to serve God. For what profit is it that we have walked monthly before the Lord? Give me the next verse, verse 15. He said, and now we call the proud happy and he that does wickedly are set up. And it speaks about a day, a day when we find, where we find ourselves in, where we call the proud happy would you help me with that scripture? Or did that offend you? Verse 15. Just in case you are looking for which verse 15? Malachi chapter 3. Verse 15. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, that walk wickedness are set up. Yea, they that walk wickedness are set up. They that tempt God are even delivered. Uh, let's not talk about that day. It's too obvious we're in that day. But something happens in the next verse. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another. How, how did they speak? They speak often. That means if God doesn't bring us into prophetic circles like this, if he doesn't bring us into relationships like this, if he doesn't bring people into our lives who will be provoking us consistently like this, we too must admit that we are prone to stay. I would have taken a few foolish decisions except that I turn around and I have a few people in my company even though that's not the prevailing manner in which ministry is done. There are few people in my company. Uh, some man of God in Lagos blessed me one day. I mean, I just woke up and I found an alert on my phone from him and I never preached in his church. And so I, I thought, no, I know this name and I still have never preached in his church. This is about two years later. Or a year and a half there. And then I saw his name and my heart was troubled. You are not used to getting an offering from a man of God except after you have preached in his church. And, and then I find his number because I didn't even have it. And I call him, hey, brother, how are you? Great, great. 
I got an alert on my phone. The name looks like yours. Was it you? And then he laughs on the other side. And he says this. This is why I went to the story. He said, man of God, I turned back and I look, you know, three days ago, the Lord began to bring to mind for me the people who have aided my stability and my protection of the truth in the gospel. And you stood out. Every time I was going to stray and hear something you said, I'll either stumble on it online and then I will be reminded of what the pursuit is. And then I will realign. So I thought to say, thank you. He became so dear to me. I said, I've, I've, I've still not yet ever preached in his church. It's about a year and a half later. He has not extended an invitation. So this was not some kind of spiritual bri bribery to get you over the next time I call you. We need to be found in those kinds of companies. Everyone who is around me knows I, I will not let you. And I say it when I'm not letting you. That in the day you see me too going that way, please don't let me. Because some of the graces we call out to God for is planted in our company. Is anybody hearing me? Some grace of God to you is that brother God gave to you. So they that fear the Lord, they speak often. No, no, the, the word often stands out there. It means it's not a one-off relationship. It's not a one. I, I, I found out, I, I wish I was in a pastor's conference. I found out that some of our greatest problems as ministers of the gospel is that we hate to put our lives open before one another. We hate it. We would rather share platforms and not permit ourselves to be provoked by one another and see the depth of our lives. It's part of the reasons why many times ministers don't let you into their private space. And can I tell you the truth? After a measure of time, if I don't know you to your family, I can't do ministry going forward with you. After a measure of time, if I don't know you to your family, if, I, if your children can't hop on my shoulders, if, do you understand it? I need to be able to enter into your space and see that you are as committed to the kingdom as I am, or maybe more. And even if you are not as committed to the kingdom, you are not afraid for us to introduce the kingdom to you. Just like we're not afraid for you to introduce the kingdom to us. I told our church a few, a, a few weeks ago, I told them you must love the people who dare to rebuke you. Because in a generation like this, it takes a lot of guts to look at somebody in the eyes and say you're not getting this thing right. We feel like someone fights against us the moment they speak. But you know what? Every one of those conversations. Oh, let's establish what scripture said. As iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. It means if it is the glory of God you want to sustain, it is sustained in between faces. Oh. Let's not talk about Moses and the fading glory. Because the glory of God began to fade on the face of Moses because he did not permit Israel to look steadfastly. If he had permitted Israel to look, the glory would have been sustained. Because in the day when Moses, when the glory on the face of Moses is diminishing, there'll be somebody in the camp. Please hear me. You can't, you, you couldn't have been a part of this conference 
and you don't find a spiritual accountability circle. I sat down here this morning and I began to be thankful to God that for, for one time in my life, I'm beginning to find a company that, do you understand it? This is not, it's not PUI, it's not Ecclesia Hills, it's not, it's not Rignason, it's not God Life Assembly. I mean, all of us are able to look at each other in the eyes and we're saying to ourselves, where will the resource for this come from? And I'm saying, this is what I have, it's on the table. And Pimo is saying, this is what I have, it's on the table. I mean, I just read our charts yesterday night and I'm so grateful to God. It was so beautiful. Pastor did you enjoy it like I did? I mean, I just looked at it and I said, see what beauty. Ecclesia Hill said, oh, this is how much came in to our accounts for the offering. POI said, this is what came in to our accounts for the offerings. And we're saying, okay, yeah, 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 we've got this amount to go. Oh, blessed be God. I looked at what was left and I just thought to myself, man, we're done with this meeting. Let's look forward to the next. And I can tell you the simple truth. I don't, I don't know about P.O.I., I don't know about Ecclesia Hills, but I didn't have strength in myself to pull this off. So imagine how much kingdom resource we waste because we don't know our trap. Please. Anybody hearing me? Find your tribe. It's been a law in our, in, in our assembly for about 10 years. If I hear that a brother is falling, the first person I call is not the brother. I call the person I know is supposed to be accountable for. Where were you? And where were you? It's not physical. Adam, where are you? It's not a physical location. Where were you meant, how come you were not praying for your brother at that time? How come you did not perceive that the lust was beginning to take a hold of him? How come? We have to be that accountable for one. And remember, it is in a day when people call the proud happy that this happens. Find your circle. It's the day of the Lord. But you know what? While we thought we were speaking one to another, the Lord hearkened. The Lord was hearing. You know what? He didn't answer. He opened what the Bible calls a book of remembrance. hear me. I'm almost done with my part. He hearkened. He heard. He did nothing. He didn't cause the righteous to go over the mountain so that the wicked would not prevail in that day. So that the proud will no longer be called happy. You thought that that's what God will do. How many of you have been angry with how God responds sometimes? I'm just thinking, Lord, can we finish this already? Can you ring the bell and let Jesus show up and let's go home? Do you understand? Especially when you're ready. You just feel, <laughs> come on, what are we waiting for? And you thought the Lord will intervene. Except that there's a day reserved in God is called the day of the Lord. And so what he does is, the more we get our structure right, Tiffany, the more we get our relationships right, he's taking note. And what he's writing in that book is, they shall be mine in the day when I miss all my jewels. Oh, next verse, next verse, next verse, next verse. And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. In the day when I wake, when I make up my jewels, I will spare them, listen, as a man spared his son that serves him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I won't touch this now. Come back in the I will spare them like a man spares his son that serves him. That means 
there is a sparing not just because he's a son, but he's a son that serves. It means in that day, there are people who will be measured in the body who will be spewed out of his mouth. They were mentioned as a church. I'll talk about that later. If the Lord permits. So there's a son that serves. Now, what happens when he spares the son that serves? Next verse. He said, and then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. First separation. What's the second separation? Between him. Oh, let me help you. Between the son that serves and the son that doesn't. Second separation. First separation, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Come out from among them and be separate. Those were some of the things that Tiffany was talking about this morning. We can't profess to be the church of Jesus and live comfortably in the principles that are not of Jesus. Let me say something here so that you can understand it. We are not anti-fall. We're not anti we, we, we don't think that a believer can never sin. Well, there's the possibility of it because I've written unto you these things, little children, so that you do not sin. That means if you heed to the things I've written to you, you can live above sin. Then he said, but if anyone sins, and if it's not, when? Oh, you didn't hear that part. If anyone sins, can, you, can I beg you to stop exalting humanity? Can you for a moment accept that you're a new creature? Yes. That you're not the same with that neighbor. That you're not missing anything because you have not been in a party in five years. I've not been in one in at least 28 years. And I don't think I look any... I mean, what they call fun is not what we call fun. Fun for me is an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. I'm, I, I don't finish an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost and I'm thinking I lost something to me. I don't. When I'm done from, in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasant. By the definition of my new life, there's something else I call pleasure. It's not the same with the world. It's because there's some part of your old man that just wouldn't die. So when they say fun, you are thinking, man, I've done a lot of spirit now. Let me do a little fun. No, spirit is fun. I mean, spirit is fun. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Ooh, some things make us happy. We're a different breed. We're different. Can I get out of here? Are you following me? First level of separation. Second level of separation. Maybe we'll talk about that in greater details later. But look at Malachi chapter 4 verse 1. He had said in Malachi chapter 3, they shall be mine. Who? They that feared the Lord. That means one of the spirits that we must believe for the baptism of now is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. When I want to embrace my rights, I remember that there's a, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And you must always remember that he is the Lord. Oh. That operation is the Lord. Yeah, I told my guys one day, I said, one of the wickedest things I found in the Bible. Do you know the word wickedest? 
Okay, you don't know. You don't know. The wickedest thing, that I found in the Bible is that the gentlest part of God is the one given to be our Lord. Now the Lord is that spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the most gentle part of God. He's the only member of the Godhead that can sit comfortably in darkness. So you can be messing up and he gives you an indication. When you silence him, he will still be there. Quiet. Now, that's the one they chose in the Godhead meeting to be Lord. No, I would rather that they chose Jesus. Jesus is the no nonsense part of the Godhead. Hi. You know, you guys read Jesus and you think he's a gentleman. No, you didn't read properly. You wore your religion before you read him. If you take off your religion and read Jesus, he wasn't a nice guy. You know how many times he looked at them and he said, you faithless generation. How long will I be with you? How long will I put up with you? His fuse seemed short. He just wanted to see God's kingdom come. So one day he looked at them and said, it's better for you that I go away. He said, if I do not go, he's not going to come. So it looks like it's better for you too that I go away. But look at, look at, behold what? The day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be that means those people you've been exalting, there's the day spreading God to deal with them. And that day is not in the sweet by and by. It's coming soon. I believe very strongly that the Lord will make a major statement on the earth as to his lordship and the establishment of his kingdom before Jesus returns for his bride. And I'm not just going to mention these things. I'll teach them on the way. I told you that on the way means Lagos, Joss, Abuja. So if you are strong, follow us. It's either you follow us live or you follow us online. Just please make sure you keep up with these meetings. I'm not sure that there's going to be a repetition of the things that God is saying here in another city. I believe that it's a moving train. I believe so. If the Lord chooses to repeat the things he has said, then blessed be his name. But somewhere in my spirit's eye, I see that the entire set of meetings will be one. When they are done, we'll be able to look and say, indeed, this is what the Lord is the architecture of the Lord built. That day will burn as an oven and all proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that comes shall burn them up, said the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither brand, root nor branch. Please, some of that day. Tiffany talked about roots today and fruit, right? But unto you that fear my name. Can you see? Just came back. What will happen in that day? The sun of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings and ye shall go forth and grow up as that means this is the day when God will make a display out of those upon whom his hands rest. You know Nigerians don't know cows of the store. Because our cows are nomadic cows. <laughs> and it is the cows that are causing us trouble. Cows mean more to Nigerian government than human beings. I come from the north. Here you don't understand. You, you, you really get to see cows here. 
when we get to the north, Tiffany, you're going to see cows crossing the road. They will escort your car. Don't worry, you are still fine. It's not a jungle. It's the city. Is anybody still here? He said, what will happen that day is that you will go up and you will grow up like stall-fed cows. Oh, next verse, next verse, next verse. And ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in that in the day that I shall do this said the Lord of hosts verse 4 remember ye the law of Moses my servant which I commanded unto, unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and the judgments we're going to teach these things later but let's let's go say behold I will send you what what before what so you see, he has spoken about what that day will look like. It's that day that will enthrone the righteousness of God. It's that day that will judge the wickedness of the earth. I will, I will in this chain teach to reveal in scripture. This honor has all the saints of God. To execute the judgment that is written is the honor of the saints. And it will come to pass and I believe in my day. To execute the judgment written is the honor of the saints. But he said, this is what's going to happen before that day. Which is what God is calling us to get out to. That he will send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. What will Elijah do? He will birth a consistent spirit of repentance that permits the children to see what God is doing in the day of their fathers and they connect to what God is doing in the day of their fathers. But because of the wounds and the perceptions and the experiences and the transitions of their fathers, there'll be certain things God wants to commit that the fathers will not be the first to receive. The children will receive it before their fathers. And it will be the honor of the fathers to refer to the generation of their children and accept the word of God from the mouths of their children. Forgive me, but I believe that in that day, Pimo, we are not going to be the children. We are likely going to be the fathers. It means that it will be upon us that that death will be demanded. That we'll be hearing things that God is saying from the mouth of our children and we'll be humble enough to receive it. blow it, we'll fan it, we'll strengthen it. In that day, God will cause those two generations to meet. I believe that's what the Lord Jesus signified in that day of the triumphant entry when he said, when you go to that place, you will find an ass and an ass is called. In that day, when he sent his disciples, he said to them, when you go there, you will find an ass and an ass is caught. Lose them and bring to me. He entered into Jerusalem riding upon two generations. And there were two generations of sons that serve. There is no animal more faithful in service than the ass. The ass will never complain. Saints, I came to say to you, 
he is intent on a separation so you can do repentance for two things you can do it because you love the Lord and that's a good way to repent but you can also do it because if you don't do it when the separation comes you're going to find yourself on the wrong side of the divide there has to be men who are totally broken that will make that transition I'm sure that the Lord will have us talk about this some more on our way but this morning register that in your heart listen let me add this before I sit down there's no shame in the new creation I was so blessed when Tiffany said if you have had an abortion come and people just got up and they came there's no shame in the new creation and no shame no shame if so being clothed we shall not be found naked I cannot be ashamed of the help of God I cannot be I cannot be listen what you're going to say to yourself today is wherever my help is I will pay whatever price to go there I'll pay whatever price to go there I will sit under anybody to learn it as long as at the end of the day I apprehend Jesus let a consistent spirit of repentance go with you that's why I came up after Tiffany so that you don't think that God called you to repentance this morning no he called you to a constant state of repentance where it is easy to identify God is not in this and then I get up and I turn my back and I begin anew oh blessed be the name of the Lord Ooh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift up your hand for one minute and just thank him. Mm, just thank him. I lift my hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth. Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens, God of all the earth. You are holy. I lead my hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth. Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens, God of all the earth. Lord, you are. Say three times. I lead my hands to you, possess. I lead my hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth. Lord, you are. You are the great and mighty God. You are the great and Possess. I lift my hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth, possessor of the earth. Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens, God of all the earth. One more time. Lord, you are holy. Say, I lift 
Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.